for today's practice. It'll be reinforcing what we opened up to yesterday, working with uh, easy beings to connect to. And if you can find one particular being, bringing them to mind, stabilizing your connection to them, and then seeing if you can open your heart might be through gratitude, might be through fond memory, ways that you can support your heart, feeling that uh, warmth and appreciation and well-wishing. For some of you, it will be an actual uh, human being and you can do a personal life review and see which being stands out for you, which being is the easiest might be a particular teacher you had in school, might be somebody in your family system, somebody you know, a friend who's alive today. Spring mentioned it might be uh, an animal that you know, dog, cat. Sometimes uh, if you are lucky enough to have a heart connection to children, they can be easy to connect to. It's very natural for the heart to have this well-wishing and loving kindness for children. And sometimes that's a way in to deepen that heart connection with anybody, is to picture them maybe as they are today. And then if you can imagine them younger as an innocent child, then more of the complexity of the adult person um, goes to the side and you can get that more simple, uncomplicated, unqualified depth of steady care. So one part is um, finding one being or several beings that are easy and then settling on one of them and finding a symbolic image of them one that's easiest to stabilize. Opening your heart connection to them. And then these uh, meta phrases that we say, we have the classic phrases. And so you, um, we recommend that you try all four. And if you look at the piece of paper that was handed out, you'll see there are short versions and long versions. And as you go through the day, if you're more tired, you might Uh, take interest in the shorter versions. If your mind is a little more open, you might find that the longer version is a little more interesting. So a short version might be, may you be safe, or may you be protected. Easy to remember, so you can uh, not have to worry so much about the structure of that uh, metaphrase. But the long phrase is, may you be safe and protected, from inner and outer harm. If you actually stay with that, it kind of paints a more full picture. What do we want to be safe from? What do we want to be protected from? Outer harm, inner harm. And so that longer phrase might carry a little bit more. And then later on in the day, it might feel too long, too many words. And you might go back to the short version of it. May you be safe. May you be protected. So play with all four of these phrases. And it's interesting to 
play with changing any of the words so that it feels more sincere to you or more interesting. So you're allowed to be creative, to explore. And also you might find at some point <coughs> of these four phrases, you've given them all a little bit of time, and you find that one of them, it just, it's just a little bit flat. It doesn't really resonate with your heart. And a particular phrase might have more juice in the moment for you. And so many times I'll just take one phrase, like, I like it, it's simple, connects my heart. I can say it sincerely. So you might play with uh, trying one phrase at a time. And then later on also opening back up to all four phrases just to see what that's like. Another um, thing to play with is <clears throat> sometimes there are places on the planet that if you imagine yourself there, your whole body relaxes. So uh, a beach you like to go to, or a hike, a waterfall, visiting somebody who lives out in the country, if you live out in the country, picturing the uh, farmland, or meadows. So some place in nature, you might picture yourself there if you're doing loving kindness for yourself. Or you might picture this person, whoever you're sending metta to, in a beautiful context. And that also might uh, brighten the heart to bring in that uh, resonance with uh, nature. So many options, many options to play with throughout the day. And we're trying to keep it simple. We're trying to simplify the heart, the mind, relax the mind's tendency to get complex and see if we can find a pace that works for us. You might say the phrases in combination with your breathing. You might say them slowly, you might say them quickly. And so all this is the, the realm to explore and you might find that it changes throughout the day, the pace you wanna say them, which phrases you wanna say. Whether you wanna picture the person as a young being, a favorite memory, or who they are today. So many ways you can explore throughout the, the length of the day. But we are trying to keep our hearts and our minds pointed towards the easiest beings to connect to. So if, you're ten, if your attention wanders off to where there's emotional complexity and that stirs up uh, grief or agitation or worry, at least for today, while we're dropping into this practice, see if you can uh, release that storyline, release that complexity, and come back to this simple practice of being this easy to connect to, the versions of the phrases that you can connect to, and welcoming this heart to be open. And then from last night, Remembering that there will be waves and to not take the waves personally. We steadily invite the heart to be open. We steadily invite the heart to be connected to an easy person, an easy being. And yet there will be themes that come through the day 
other emotions will come through. First, see if you can return to the primary practice to gather yourself, collect yourself, reconnect to simple, sincere, well-wishing. And yet if stronger emotions are coming up, then you breathe with them, acknowledge them. Breathing with the heart, that's releasing some old stress or some recent grief. And when that wave passes, you can return back to the primary practice. One last tip is that if you're sitting today and your body feels like pain is accruing in the sitting position and it's really getting distracting, you're welcome to move your body slowly to relieve the pain. So it might be how you move your legs, they're falling asleep or getting painful. You're also allowed to come to standing at any time in the hall. And if that relieves pain in the body, you can stand for five or 10 minutes. You can stay standing or sit down again. Just ask that you do that as quietly as possible so that you don't become the focus of all your neighbor's meditation by making a lot of sounds. And yet sounds will happen. So let's stay relaxed about that. So you're allowed to move your posture if you find that pain is getting very distracting. So with that said, find a posture that allows your body to be at ease as much as is possible as it is right now. Take a few deep breaths and relax. We want to be at ease as we approach our moment-by-moment practice. At ease in the body, at ease in the heart, at ease in the mind. Now bring someone to mind. Take a few moments to stabilize an image of a being that you care for. See if there's a natural, subtle smile that might arise when you connect with this being. Gratitude, appreciation. warmth. And then begin sincerely whispering these phrases inside. Do you remember this being? May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy.
May you care for yourself with ease. May you be safe. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy. May you care for yourself with ease. I'll give you some time to play with that and find your way into that practice, the way that feels right for you now.
there's no rush in this practice. So you just see if you can say one sincere phrase at a time. I wish you safety. Peace. Health. And ease.
Some, pe- some people like putting a hand over their heart <clears throat> as a steady posture to remind you. invite you to release judgments, criticisms, I invite you to be gently wholehearted even if just for moments I release my judgments and I wish you well. I see the good in you. I'm on your side. Also throughout the day, the second part of the practice is to turn your attention towards yourself. So we'll be working with an easy being for part of the day. And then we can turn our attention towards ourselves. The way you access yourself, it might be the felt sense of who you are right in this moment, feeling into your body, might be that you bring a memory up of a time that you're proud of. A beautiful image of yourself 
maybe from a memory. And some people access a lot of love for themselves when they remember a sweet childhood memory where there was laughter and ease. Maybe those memories also bring up a lot of complexity. They may not be the best one to start on. Take a moment to see if you want to offer loving kindness to yourself as you are right now. Maybe through a recent memory, an image that comes to mind, or an image of you as a much younger being. Patiently relaxing criticism, judgment. Relaxing the part of your mind that says, I'll only love you if you're the good version of you, the one I like. Relax that. Gently offer you my whole heart. May I be safe and protected. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy and strong. I care for myself with ease. To play around with the way to hold yourself, give yourself attention. Open your heart to yourself. And use one or more of the phrases to speak sincerely to yourself. Wishes of kindness, friendliness.
we have time for some questions about the practice, both about the theory of it and about your actual experiences with it so far. Sarah will walk around with the microphone so we can actually hear each other across the large room. But just to underscore that um, throughout the day, you could spend the whole day just on yourself. You could spend the whole day just on uh, one other cherished being. Most of us will go back and forth between the two and um, try to find our way into this practice that's most intuitive for us. And then you'll see that what worked for you in the morning may not work in the afternoon. So you might have to play with it a little bit to find again, how can I invite my heart authentically to connect? And you might go through an energetic phase where the heart's got a lot of energy to it. And you might go through a post-lunch dimness where it's just very gently saying the phrase is never trying to force the heart open, but still inviting it tuning into it. Any questions about the theory or the practice from your experience? Way back there, Sarah. So the people that were coming up for me to choose, um, one was my grandfather who's passed, who I know you're supposed to choose someone living. Um, one was my romantic partner who I know you're not supposed to choose. And then one was my son who, it's complex and I really want to work with it, but it's not. But those were the three people that opened my heart the most. There's the most energy and none of them fit into the category, so I don't know if I'm allowed to choose one or if you would go just somewhere completely different. Um, classically, th those three categories are difficult to go into absorption on, and classical absorption that is a very deep state, because part of what makes a loving-kindness absorption happen is connecting to a live person. But if, it's, if you're not trying to go into deep absorption, you can go to somebody who's passed you can go to a romantic partner if you feel like you can stay on that appreciation channel and there's not too much that comes in, like missing them or old arguments. And the same with your, uh, with your son. So if you, find you, if you find you can feel into those and the channel is, uh, is easy to access, and with a few little challenges, but they're workable as they would be with anybody, then they're all fine. If you're trying to go into classical uh, deep submersion um, jhana, then there's, a, there's theories about uh, how that works. And then they, they have some qualifications about going into deep jhana. But that's, the only, um, that's the only real uh, barrier to someone who's passed, for example. I just wanted to ask whether the object of the meditation is the phrases or the feeling, and if the feeling of loving kindness arises, do you let it go, or are you trying to stoke it? Uh, we're trying to stoke it. Okay, 
So it's, it's a little bit like uh, the phrases and the images are two sticks and we're putting them together and where they, the warmth that they might create brings the heart. But the heart, opening of the heart is what we're trying to um, stoke. And is that through attending to, I mean, how, how does one stoke something without grasping to it? Good question. <laughs> uh, given how our minds are constructed, there will be grasping. And over time, you realize that that actually um, undermines the real steady glow of the heart. But it's the territory. In all of our relationships, there's usually a clear channel, and then there's a complicated channel, even with the same being. So you picture somebody, and then you care for them, and then the attachment stories can come through that same channel. So when you realize that, see if you can just shake it off, relax, and rediscover just gratitude. Yeah, but you said that thing. Yeah. And I can be grateful. Like, yeah, but there's this thing coming up. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it in. Or that's more the aversion creeping in. But if you have attachment, like, I love so-and-so and can't wait to spend time with them. It's like, yeah, okay, that's another, that's another thing happening. Let me see if I can relax that and just come back into an appreciative, uh, kind, friendly resonance. But those things will keep arising and that's part of our uh, strengthening process is how do we find the channel and stay on it, the one that's um, got the, the most simple, most direct, appreciative love that doesn't have any type of need coming through the channel. Just, I, I totally see you, love you, appreciate you, wish you well. I think there was one more question over here. How do you balance the sense of non-self and constantly saying I? <laughs> How do I do it? <laughs> How does one do it? Anybody. <clears throat> well, in the, the development of non-self, um, we don't want to be too rejecting, actually at all rejecting. We're in, a, um, we're in a stream of being. Our being has a stream. And we're, you can feel it. You can feel the stream of your body. You can feel the stream of your heart and your mind. And your stream is not my stream. So there's, there's plenty that we can call self. We just don't want the self to be something rigidified and hardened in our experience. And so how does a river love itself? Can a river love itself? Can a river point to itself? You're a stream of being and you're turning your attention towards the experience of that stream, the sense of that stream, and making sure that there's a, a conscious relationship of the stream to itself. So there's room for self, there's room for I. I think um, the Buddha said, uh, enlightened people use the word I, ordinary people use the word I. The only distinction is we're not trapped by the sense of I, or we understand the limits of the sense of I. So you're an ever-changing being, you're not the same as you were yesterday, or that you'll be this afternoon but there is some coherence to the stream. 
And that's what we're calling I. And that's what you can call self. It's just not, it never hardens and solidifies into something unchanging. And that's the only caution we want to have is that our background mind reinforces this uh, I am-ness that lasts through time and it isn't open to change. So that's for the, de- the designation of I as this mind understands the, itself as a stream. I come in with appreciation. I come in honoring the stream. I come in um, being friendly to the stream. You raise your hands again this week so I can see them. I think there's kind of a beginner's question, but um, mm-hmm. so when I'm you hold lo- just a little closer, yeah. Yeah. When I'm loving and then an issue comes up, it like dissolves in the love. Is that like okay or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the other question is deep absorption. Is that like when you're blissed out and everything's lovely? That there are many many qual many qualities that come when we go into what's called an absorption, but <clears throat> one very simple way, one easy access to absorption is when you're you're pedaling a bike on flat ground and you have enough momentum that you can stop pedaling and you just coast in that in the momentum you've created. So we're doing this work, our minds distracted. We're doing this work, our minds distracted. And at some point, you just might even if it's just for five seconds, 10 seconds, you just give yourself fully over to it, say the phrases, and in those 10 seconds, you didn't have a distraction. You didn't have the mind in two places, the heart. The heart arrived fully and said one sincere phrase, followed by another one, two in a row. That's, that's where these windows open up where we start giving our whole heart unified in one direction. And we start, we call that absorption. And that experience can deepen. And as it deepens, there's shifts that happen energetically, physically, mentally. So over the course of the retreat, you might feel that there are these moments of great unity of heart. So we probably have time for two more. There's one the way back. Let's go. Thank you. So I'm noticing a lot of dizziness and nausea mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that wants to withdraw and protect myself. Mm-hmm. And a part of me that wants to walk through it. Um, but I'm really afraid of passing out or getting sick in a room with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, you know, in those times, how do you decide? Um, what, I, what I would recommend is something in the middle, not diving into it and not running from it, but if you can find a way of pacing yourself with it. And so if, if, 
it's possible that energy is starting to move and your body's being to shift in relationship to the practice. And if you go through big shifts, there can be a lot happening. Um, if you run away, then there's no chance for that shift to happen. And so about pacing yourself, you might just relax the effort you're putting in and say, I don't have to do it all this hour, but I'm just going to relax a little bit. At times, if I'm starting to feel like I'm swimming a little bit, I open my eyes, and I get grounded, and I look out the window, it's like, oh yeah, it's Friday. There's sunlight, I'm in a room. And I feel my body begin to settle some. And then I close my eyes and take up the practice again. And just come at it gently and steadily. And if I feel again that there's nausea or one of my energy centers begins to get queasy. Just pacing myself. And I, you might notice that it's more in the hall than when walking. Um, so find, find a gentle pace that allows some of that to happen because it's all about transformation, but nothing that overwhelms your system. And that's part of the art of doing deep retreat and long retreat is how do we, how do we um, come at it in a way that doesn't engender a lot of fear because it doesn't get overwhelming, but still allows for transformation. And you can also, um, if it gets con too confusing, that's what some of the meetings with teachers will be to kind of help you tune into that. Thank you. Um, sorry, we'll come all the way over here to the end here. Uh, I have sort of a technical question. Um, when doing the phrases, is it okay to do it sort of rhythmically? Like I've been doing it with the out-breath, you know, safe, happy, healthy, at ease. Or also when walking, like with each step. Is that is that sort of the goal, or is it to sort of transcend that? Um, I, I wouldn't, you don't need to transcend it, and it's not necessarily the goal. You're finding how that works for you. And that's really the best indicator, is that you're doing it in a way that, that captures your attention and that finds a rhythm. And that if, that's, if you say it in a certain rhythm with your breath, that's great. Mm -hmm. And you might find that that works for you for a time. You might find that that works for you, but then tomorrow or the next day, it doesn't. But as long as it does work for you, it's fine. But it's not particularly the goal mm -hmm. to say it in a particular rhythm. It's a, it's a useful way to use the practice that um, invites your heart into the practice. So I have uh, a few announcements, just a little bit more logistics about the retreat. Um, then I want to say a little bit about walking, and then we'll move into that next period. So today is Friday. And you need to know that because some of the um, things that we'll po post on the boards outside have a date attached to them. And it's easy to forget what day it is as we get deeper into the retreat. When I wrote that down today, I started with the word Thursday. <laughs> and I had to check. It's like, oh, actually, it's Friday. So today's Friday. We're going to begin what we call practice discussions. Um, and it's where we'll meet in smaller groups and sometimes individually with you all. The teachers will. Um, and you'll see on the, on the right outside the door, on one of the first columns, there's a list of uh, groups. And we'll see half of you today and then uh, the other half tomorrow. 
not half of you personally, but <laughs> uh, all of you, but half the group uh, today. So do check the board and check the, the time and the room um, and then come to that meeting. Um, the rooms are, uh, room one is right outside of, um, by the bathrooms. Room one, room two is next to it. Um, if you see the room numbers for your meetings. Room five is at the very end of the, the walkway. And room four is up the stairs. So you go all the way to the end of this walkway and up the stairs, and that's where room four is. And then the other place is the council house. And the council house, as we've said, is where you signed in when you came into the retreat the first day, next to the manager's office. Sarah will be offering a sign-up, uh, individual sign-up practice discussions. And those are for the people who don't have meetings with one of us today. So if you don't see your name up on that list today, uh, you have the chance to sign up with Sarah. There are only a few slots, and so we usually leave them for people who can't wait um, until the next day when you would be seen. So, any questions about that? The logistics of that? So these practice discussions, we want to hear from you how your practice is going. Um, and maybe if you have some theoretical question you've always wanted to ask, you can do that, but we'd like to start with a check-in just to see how you're doing so far um, and what's coming up for you. It's a chance for us to um, get the teachings more personally to you versus what we teach more openly in the hall. Another thing that's come up is um, uh, if, you are, if you have a seated place on the floor, um, we ask that you not also claim a chair. So if you're doing most of your sitting on the floor, that you not keep any personal stuff on a chair because there are people who um, actually want to have moved to a chair. Their, their sitting posture isn't working well for them. So you either get a place on the floor or you get a chair and that can be yours. The rest of the chair should be uh, left open. Then if later in the day you want to um, take a break from your sitting posture and you see a chair that doesn't have anything on it, you can use that chair once for that session. Just don't uh, claim a chair and uh, place on the floor. If you find that there are not, not enough chairs, uh, also leave the uh, managers a note, but we hope that will free up enough that we, we all have a chair option when we need it, but those who want to dedicate themselves to chair practice uh, have one that they can use. Um, you've all been arriving early to the sessions. We really appreciate that, um, so please keep that up, but you're doing great on that. Um, please remember the bells. That helps people know the timing of when to come. And the last is, um, if you've kept your cell phone for alarm or to keep track of the day, um, just be careful of pulling it out and, uh, and playing with it because it looks to others like um, you're checking your email. And it's just people want to have a deep relaxation of getting stimulated by electronics and cell phones. but. Some of you might be carrying it for an alarm or to keep track of the time. Just uh, do a slow but focused glance and back to your pocket and don't play with it. <laughs> Any other uh, questions you have, logistical questions about arriving here? 
Okay. So for the walking meditation with loving kindness practice, there are many ways to play with it. So keep playing with it and find out what works for you. Um, what um, <coughs> what I recommend, uh, a few things you can try, is saying the phrases in time with your steps. Then your, your somatic experience of your body can be um, blended with the phrases. So see if that works for you. If that gets too complicated, then you would know for you. Don't try that technique. You can just say the phrases. In connecting with another being, um, sometimes I would imagine uh, the person I was sending loving kindness to was sitting down and I was walking towards them. So I do 10 paces towards them, sending them loving kindness. I turn around and picture them at where I started. So still using the visualization and sending loving kindness to the, uh, the image of the person. You can also get the f- just the felt sense of somebody as you're walking around and you might have a, a slight feeling of who this person is and you're sending loving kindness to them. Not so focused on the image because that can be hard when your eyes are open to also stabilize an image. So you might just go to more the emotional felt sense of who they are. I used to do walking meditation, loving kindness meditation with my father. I'd imagine us walking on a beach that we walked on a lot when I was young. And that sense of walking together back and forth was a way I connected to him. So play with the rhythm of it, play with how you approach the, the image, the felt sense, and the phrases in time with your steps or not. Play with the pace that works for you, whether it's slow or a little bit more energetic. And then see what you discover. And each one of you will find your way into the sitting practice. Each one of you will find your way into the walking practice and keep exploring and see what works for you. So may you have a day. (laughs) Good day, bad day, may it be a day. (coughs) And we'll see half of you in the groups. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.